And Barnes hits one high. Hits it deep. It is out of here. 7.56. Barnes stands alone. Now Booker with Tucker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up. It's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown. Send it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, yes, yes. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Join with my man, Mr. Swerving Irving Washington. How you doing tonight, brother? Chilling, chilling. Got them dreads redone? Yeah, uh, these are called plats. They're actually not dreads, but you oh, wouldn't sorry. you wouldn't know. Technical term, my bad. Looks nah, it's cool. You, you you white Jordan is cool. <laughs> Damn, dude, like that. <laughs> you wouldn't understand hey, our hairstyles. I mean, my fiance is black. Well, she got dreads. Nah, she doesn't. But she always be talking about how I don't understand. The hair, because, like, I got to brush my daughter's hair, you know what I mean? And my she, hair come. And she has a much thicker hair, so I don't. I'll be honest. I don't understand, but I'm trying to learn, man. You know what I mean? I've got to learn. That's how it is. Yeah, you'll learn. You can learn with me. These are called plats. They kind of look like dreads, but they're not. All right, for sure. I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, man, got a big, got a nice show on deck. This is the dog days of summer, Irving, like, Really, for the next two days, we got nothing. We got the All-Star game, and then Wednesday, we don't have literally nothing. And then Thursday, we get back into some MLB. But Wednesday show, we will be doing the ACC. So you're definitely going to want to tap into that. We're going to be previewing, handicap the win totals, over-unders for the ACC. So definitely looking forward to that one. Um, but we got an All-Star game to talk about, man. And we had a home run derby. But first, before we get into all that, I do have to mention we are being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. That's promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Do it. I promise you, you will enjoy it. Um, with that being said, Irv, before we hop into Home Run Derby recap in the All-Star game, I do want to talk about some news that kind of, not really news, but some information that kind of came out today. Chris Haynes. Um, who's an NBA beat writer, tweets out that, you know, there was a phone call between LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kyrie Irving today in that they have agreed. I'm sorry, not Kyrie Irving. What? Russell Westbrook. Sorry. And Russell Westbrook. And they kind of have agreed to move forward as a team and try and play this thing out. I, I think everybody has like differing opinions on this, but you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Because we, we've been hearing for two weeks that the Kyrie deal was basically done. Um, I don't really like that it came out, but hopefully this is just a smoke screen and Westbrook is still traded because 
we seen what happened last year. I think the only way this would work and Russell Westbrook would never come off the bench. So I don't think that's going to happen. So we're going to have another, uh, we might have a little better season, but probably going to max out first or second round. So yeah, we're not winning a championship with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis, even if they all three stay healthy. So Unless you surrounded them with nothing but shooters, then we would have a chance, and we don't have that. But, yeah, it's not happening. I feel it. I definitely feel it. Um, I'm having some connection issues with Facebook Live and YouTube. So for those that are watching live, I apologize. Everything else is running perfectly fine. We were definitely good last night. But uh, stay tuned for the um, – podcast that'll drop after i'll also upload this video because this video is going to be much more clear and direct so i'll, I'll upload this video and replace in replacement of it i do apologize um internet out here in vegas this last couple of weeks hasn't been too great we've been having monsoon season so that's part of the reason um so i do apologize but man it was perfectly fine last night anyways um, back to the Lakers, Irving. You told me before the show that you still expect Russell Westbrook to be traded this season. You still you yes, feel sir. that strongly before the season um, begins? Uh, if he doesn't get traded before the season begins, hopefully he gets traded before the All-Star break. We all know the holdup right now. The Lakers don't want to come off neither of those first-round picks in 2027 or 2029. But – if push comes to shove, they might have to because they've seen what their production was with Russell Westbrook. I don't think it's going to get too much better. He's not going to be become a better shooter overnight. He's going to continue to be that the player that he is, which he can get you assists. He can get you some driving kicks. He can do all. He can he can be productive. It's just the fact that he turns the ball over too much, and he's too dependable on having the ball in his hands especially that's not going to work with a player like LeBron James because he always going to have a high usage rate because he's LeBron James. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I I mean, I I think it's a tough place because I understand why the Lakers wouldn't want to come off those draft picks, dude, because, mm-hmm. you know, once LeBron does leave, they're kind of screwed and they don't have any assets to begin with, dude. And so I think it's beneficial to them to at least try to run it back. And, like, Darvin Ham's been ha- saying, and I, I think I said this last week on our show, I was like, either Darvin Ham is hella lying and, like, absolutely knows nothing of what's going on, or he is saying these right things because he truly knows that Russell Westbrook is going to end up on the roster. Because all offseason, since he got the job, he's really been saying, like, you know, I can make Russ, um, like, uh, productive in for this team, you know, Russ is a productive player, like really getting behind Russell Westbrook, right? So I think that this is kind of showing that, hey, like, dude, we have no other option. We got to kind of run it back and we'll kind of figure things out in the middle of the season. Maybe we get in the middle of the season and LeBron's like, hey, man, like I'll waive my no trade clause if you find a trade. You know what I mean? Or maybe they that that's how they kickstart the rebuild because the only players they're going to get anything for is LeBron or, or AD. You know, and AD's value is, like, down right now because he's coming off an in- injury-plague season. So he really has to build his value back up. I mean, this it's an easy way for the Lakers to re- kickstart kick a rebuild. Is that going to happen? I don't know. 
I personally don't know. I'm just saying, like, if they do run it back with Westbrook, we already know the outcome of how that's going to play out. So what are they going to do, blame Darvin Ham? Like, nah, I don't think the they can't blame Darvin Ham. They just gave him a new contract. So, honestly, if it came, push came to shove, if the Lakers didn't want to salvage some type of future and trade LeBron, then they would probably have to entertain that if they could find the right trade partner. But I highly doubt LeBron wants to get traded. Yeah. I mean, I think he's at the end of his career where it's like, you know, his kids go to school in Los Angeles. Like, it's basically mm-hmm. it's basically like all L.A. for him, right? Like, I don't think he does want to move. I mean, I just don't think the Lakers are going to be good. And, like, it's like we said right before we went live, like, they're wasting another year of LeBron's career and we're out here at the end, you know? So it's like, it, it mm-hmm. sucks, bro. But, you know, that might be how it is. Um, Definitely want to hit on that. But let's talk about the home run derby, dude, because – uh, this was a it was a nice home run derby. Uh, Juan Soto wins with only fifty three total home runs. Julio Rodriguez loses in the final round. He had eighty two total home runs. So the first question I want to ask you is like, do you still do you like this uh, style of home run derby where it's like three minutes each round? It clears out. Nah, they sped it up to make it to make the home run derby not last as long. But I honestly like the way it used to be where it was ten outs. Every well, they changed it to ten outs, and everything other than a home run was an out. It was kind of slow, but they could have easily like put a time clock on that because it's three minutes. It's like it called the hitter always has a timeout, then it pauses. It kind of stops from them a little bit. I honestly think they should start the home run derby a little later in the day, where it's like fully nighttime. Because you could see that that shadow when it was creeping, it really affected some of the hitters, and they couldn't really see the ball. Yep. Especially uh, when uh, uh, when Weston first got up there to hit Ronald Acuna, I think it was him and whoever came after him. Was uh, really Soto was the where it really hit when yeah. Juan Soto so, came up. I think they should push the time back, and I'll, the clock is isn't bad. The three minute round plus the extra minute if you hit two home runs or four hundred and forty feet. But I think they should have, like, another incentive. Like, if you hit, like, six, seven home runs in a row or, like, eight, nine, like, well, I'll say, like, ten in a row, you get an extra 30 seconds, too. Not just if you hit one 440 feet or more. That Hitting ten home runs in a row, to me, is more impressive than just hitting one home run 490, 480 feet. So yeah. I think that they could incentivize it a little bit. But it's we can't do too much tweaking. At the end of the day, it is a home run derby. It's supposed to be entertained, so. Yeah, as long as the fans are entertained and we're not complaining too much, we're all right. It's not like we're dealing with the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and it was entertaining for sure, dude. Like yeah. you know, Pujols upsetting Schwarber. Although, dude, it looked like Schwarber kind of sold out there, dude. Like I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> he was. I mean, he was bad, bro. He was really bad. Um, but I I also felt like when Julio Rodriguez went in his went in his first round, like the ball was like hella carrying, dude. Yeah, yeah, he was hitting bombs. And then, like, once the sun came down a little bit, like, the ball wasn't traveling as much. And I guess that's kind of how Dodger Dodger Stadium plays. But still impressive by Julio Rodriguez. I mean, dude, he was he was raking them. And he picked a good pitcher, too, because that dude was throwing it in the same fucking spot every time. And that was the biggest takeaway from me, dude, is that, like, <laughs> if you don't have a good pitcher, you're fucked. Because, like, Acuna and uh, – and, um, Corey Seager, Corey Seager's pops, dude. Like, they were all over the place, dude. You know what I mean? So, it's like, 
it, it, Especially Acuna, dude. That dude was leaving the ball on the outside, and he was having to try to go the other way. It's crazy. Every time he actually pitched the ball the right way, Acuna hit a home run. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it. It was all bad. Well, I felt the same way about Soto, but Soto, like, already, like, he has natural, like, opposite field power, so it wasn't yeah, really showing really as him. much. But, like, once, once uh, in the final round, like he went to the pitcher before and he was like, Hey man, pitch me high and inside. And then mm-hmm. that's when he really started to turn on the balls and uh, really hit them out. And and that's kind of what you have to do in, in home run derbies is because that's where the short porches are is, you know, pull. So you got to pull yeah. it. Well, and I also like how he was um, putting in like little nuggets about the all-star game and that they're expecting Juan Soto actually to be traded before this year's trade deadline. So the more you talk about it, I think they are going to have to take less because they're not going to get what they're going to get what they want, but they're not going to get exactly what they want. They probably because one dude said that they want MLB ready players. So if you can throw in some above average starters or some players that can actually move the needle a little bit to speed up the um the Nationals rebuild, I think they'll take a little less than what they're supposed to get in the deal. Well, I mean, I don't think they were going to get what they wanted to begin with because at the end of the day, a team that trades for them is still going to have to pay them an exorbitant amount of money. So it's like if you're going to gut your top MLB prospects or MLB-ready prospects, then you're obviously going to give up a little bit less. It'll be interesting. I mean, I've... I get both sides of it. I get that, like, the Nationals aren't in a rush to trade him because he's still under contract for two more seasons, right? So they can, like, do it at the, in the off season or whatever. But I also think that there's a lot of teams out there that, you know, they could see Juan Soto as that missing piece this year. And, I mean, that's a massive pendulum-swinging piece, dude. Like, you put him in the Mariners lineup. You put him in the Toronto Blue Jays lineup. You put him in the Dodgers lineup. You put him in the Yankees lineup. I mean, you're talking that automatically basically makes him the favorite. Put Juan Soto next to Aaron Judge. You put Juan Soto next to Vlad Guerrero. You put Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez together in an outfield. Dude, one guy's 21, the other guy's 22. You're talking, yeah. <laughs> you're talking 10, 15 years of that. Yeah, so. Oh, and shout out to Julio Rodriguez. He, um, I already knew he was the real deal, but this home run derby just uh, solidifies he has light tower power. And hopefully the Mariners can surround him with the talent and don't waste him like the Angels doing Mike Trout and Shohei Otani because it seems like he's going to be the future of baseball. That kid is yeah, on another really level. Good. There's a lot of good young players because he's not the future yeah. of baseball because the future of baseball is Juan Soto. I know, I get it, but he's good. he's at that. He can be at that level. That's bold, bro. Juan Soto won a World Series in 19, and he was the best player on that team, bro. <laughs> he didn't win. He didn't. He didn't win Rookie of the Year that year, though. Not because he wasn't called up until like halfway through the year, but he was definitely <laughs> the driving force in that World Series run, dude. On, on offense, yeah, I get it. But you gotta also remember too, they had top of notch pitching too. It ain't like he just went out there and won it by himself. Oh, I mean, dude, you can't win a World Series without good pitching, dude. Like. Yeah, so they had Strasburg was Strasburg. I don't think he's ever going to be that Strasburg again. And they had Scherzer out there doing this thing too. But so, you still got to. I'll give him his credit. Too. He was the best position player on a World Series winning team at 19 years old, and he's gotten better since then. Of course, he's a top two, three player in baseball. It's no, you don't, you don't get too much better than Juan Soto, and you splitting hairs if you do, but. 
Julio Rodriguez has a nice future. I just hope the Mariners don't waste him. If not, trade him as soon as possible. <laughs> Shout out to Riley because, you know, the city of Seattle deserves nothing nice. <laughs> nah, man, I lived in Seattle, bro. I love Seattle. And there's a, a lot of nice people there, and there's a lot of weird people there. So, I mean, there's that. But I'm nah, sure man. the people's cool, but I don't, I'm never forgetting that Super Bowl. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seahawks fans a little different. I mean, they're basically all Mariners fans, but dude, they honestly like when I lived there, the Mariners were not good. So like, I went to a Mariners Rays game, and I'm telling you, bro, there was like people joke about how many fans are at Oakland, but dude, there there was like six thousand people in that stadium, dude. There was like nobody there, bro. I was sitting in in a whole section by myself, dude, and it wasn't like I was like far away from the from the field too. I was like two rows back. Damn, well, that'll never happen at Dodger Stadium. Nah, nah. But I, I do think that the Mariners, do. they do have a good team. Like, Logan Gilbert's a yeah, good pitcher. Robbie Ray's been a lot better recently. Um, so, I mean, so Let's just put it like this. It's no way that the Mariners should have a better record than the Angels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Angels are the only team that has two generational talents and can't seem to fucking put it together. I mean, it's embarrassing what's going on in in horrible in, in Disneyland. But like, we've been knowing I believe in being a fan through rough times and bad times. But if I was an Angels fan, I would seriously consider just not being a fan of any team and just enjoying the sport. <laughs> that's how that's how bad it is for them because man, it's it's mind boggling. You got Mike Trout, you got Shohei Otani, and you can't get over five. You can't consistently compete for a division or stay over five hundred. It's just shameful. It is. It's absolutely shameful. And as an A's fan, I can tell you that a lot of things are shameful, but there's nothing more shameful than the Angels, dude. <laughs> like, that's bad. What do I, I wonder if Mike Trout ever going to compete in a home run derby. Probably not because he's in, like, it's – I feel like Mike Trout and LeBron James are, like, in the same position where, like, LeBron had never benefited him to do a slam, slam dunk contest because if he wins, that's it's true. like, oh, yeah, well, he's LeBron. He should win. Yeah. And then if he loses, it's like, oh, LeBron lost the slam dunk contest. He stinks, blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's the same <laughs> thing with Mike Trout, dude. Like, people consider him one of the greatest hitters of all time. It's like if he loses a home run derby, people are going to be like, you know, oh, Mike Trout lost the home run derby. He's not that good, blah, blah, blah. Or if he wins, it's like, oh, well, it's Mike Trout, dude. Like, he was going to win. I feel it. No benefit, dude. I feel like there's a lot of – you got to do that when you're a pro, dude. You know what I mean? Like – Weigh your pros and cons. Um, home run derby was dope, though, dude. Is there? A, so we talked about the, the the format, the ten outs. I'm kind of like impartial because even with ten outs, like it's still round by round. Like they still mm-hmm. clear the home run, so like it still doesn't matter. You can still get hot, and usually guys that get hot in a round like Julio Rodriguez did, they always die. Mm-hmm. They always get tired by the end, dude. You know what I mean? So and I feel like Josh, Juan Soto. To- sorry, go ahead. Shout out to Josh Hamilton. He probably had the greatest home run derby round ever and didn't win because he wasted too much energy in the first round. Yep. And the, the thing that the thing is, is like Juan Soto, I felt like he kind of uh, like he did it last year, right? And he got mm-hmm. tired out in the beginning because he was going against Otani. Remember, they went into the swing off. And yeah. so, like, I feel like he was pacing himself. Like, you know, you could tell, like, once he uh, when he only had 18 home runs to beat in the in the finale, he was kind of like. At first, he was just, like, not going full yeah. speed, just kind of hitting. Yeah. And then when he was like, oh, I'm getting down to it, then he started, like, fucking pulling yeah, up. He didn't hit his first home run to, like, a minute 30, minute 35 left. Yep. But and that's when, he, that's when he cranked it up. Dude's incredible, bro. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. 
It's a good home run derby. Won some money, so that's always a good thing. And then we Dodger got- till he ain't one. I'm thinking, man. I'm, I don't know. For some reason, I think he's going to be in the Dodger. Soto. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I think there's really only like three teams. I think it's only going to be the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, or the Yankees. No, nah, the Mariners are going to be involved, dude. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, the Mariners. Yeah, I think four teams. The Mariners can definitely put a package together for them. And I think there's like the Mets would want to be involved. I just don't see the Nationals trading him, trading him in the division. Yeah, they're not. The Mets would have to give them. Uh, Degrom, <laughs> yeah, like Degrom, Lindor. In the division, there's like, no way they're doing it, dude. Yeah, at three top prospects, they would get a if they traded him to any team in their division, they would get a Herschel Walker trade for dude, sure. I was telling Ben last night on the show, I was like, dude, the team that could do it, that has the prospects to do it, and could really use him is the fucking Marlins, dude. But there's yeah. no way that they trade him in the division, dude. But if yeah, I were to trade him in the division, I would love to trade him to the Marlins. And, like, the Marlins, dude, they have, like, five of the top 50 pitch, pitching prospects, dude. They have Sixto Sanchez, Max Meyer, who just made his major league debut. I mean, they can give him major league ready starting yeah. pitching, you know what I mean? But, yeah, they're not trading him in division. That would be – and he probably would love to go to Miami, too. Mm-hmm. Being from the Dominican, he had that tropical weather again. He yep. wants to deal with that cold. It probably turned into a whole different type of play, even though – they basically play indoors, but no he taxes, mm-hmm. no state tax. That would be a good. That would be a good landing spot for Juan Soto. Look at me playing GM, dog. I'm telling you, if the, I ran the Marlins, bro, they would be so good. They would be so good. Yeah, well, they got they got. They'll be ran by Derek Jeter. You see how that works. Bro? <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Jeter, did you see the documentary after the first seat, the first episode? I haven't seen it. I heard it's pretty good, but I don't see. But man, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's kind of funny to me that Gian, Giancarlo Stan ended up on the Yankees. And Derek Jeter was the vice president of operations when he got traded. Well, no one wanted that contract though. Well, the Dodgers was going to do it, but they wanted they wanted an astronomical package from the Dodgers, but they ended up trading. Who did they, the Yankees only gave up? Who I forgot. It was yeah, the second but I think I think the Dodgers wanted the Marlins to pay for some of his contract because at yeah, the time, the, to, they, at the yeah. time, the Dodgers were also they're also paying David Price's contract, right? So yeah, they wanted him to take a little bit of it, but the Mariners, like the Marlins, said, "Nah, y'all gonna take his whole contract if we trade him to y'all." That's why. That's why I kind of think that like this trade could really be between the Dodgers and Yankees because it could come down to a team. The Mar- the Nationals could say, hey, we know we aren't going to get like the package we want for Juan Soto because a team has to pay him. So we'll do mm-hmm. this. You have to take Patrick Corbin's contract. That would be cool because that's basically what the Dodgers did to get Mookie. Yep, exactly the same, dude. So it's like because the Red Sox knew they were that whoever traded for him was going to have to pay him, right? So they were like mm-hmm. – they. Uh, they agreed to take less if they take David Price off their books. And another thing I think David Price should do, which I don't understand why younger players don't do this, sign a shorter-term deal, get max money, then hit the market again as a 28-, 29-year-old, and then sign that seven-year, eight-year, nine-year, ten-year deal. But I guess they just want that long-term security. So I guess that's for the most part. Especially as a pitcher, bro. You could get hurt tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. But you just, like – Basically, when Bryce Harper was free agent, the Dodgers offered him four years, 200 and something million, and he turned that down to sign a 10-year deal with the Phillies. But 
I don't know. I guess in baseball, it's all about getting paid. Um, I don't. Once you won already, well, he ain't really won nothing. But I think they just want that long term security. They think they value that big that big contract over winning most of the time. You look at Corey Seager. The Dodgers offered him two hundred and some million, and he said no to that to go play for the Rangers. I think. Well, I think money is always important for sure. Um, and honestly, as an organization, like I would would definitely rather give out. A shorter, um, a shorter contract. Paisley's making an, uh, an appearance here. What's up? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my daughter, y'all. I think it's a. Uh, I, I mean, as an organization, remember when Scherzer first got signed by the Tigers? At the time, a lot of teams were like, oh, you know, I don't know if I would be willing to go like seven years and pay a big money for a pitcher. And at the time, I was like, man, if I was a baseball team, an MLB team, I'd rather give a guy like $80 million over two years than give a guy, you know, seven years, $120 million. Because I because le- pitchers wear down. And then at the end, I can renegotiate that contract, right? And then I can, if he's deteriorating, I could pay him less money. Or if he's then really good, I'll that, pay him more money. And on top of that, these big time guys always get that no trade clause. So, yep, exactly. But I do think that the Dodgers definitely have an opportunity to get Juan Soto, especially if that Patrick Corbin thing comes into play. Because we've already seen the Dodgers be willing to take on bad contracts to get the guys they want to give up less. Because we got money to blow. Yep. Because a team like the Mariners isn't going to do that. There's no way yeah. they would take on Patrick Corbin. Nah. Um. All right, man. Let's talk about the All Star game tomorrow. Um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Right now, the National League is favored minus one ten. The American League is basically at plus one hundred, so not really big there. And then the over under is eight runs, only eight runs. What do you think? I think about- it's definitely. I think it's definitely bet the over. I think it's definitely gonna score more than eight runs. Uh, Kershaw starting the All Star game, so shout out to my boy Kershaw. Just don't give up a home run in the first inning, and you probably get the win. I think the National League pitching is going to carry him through, but they might give up a couple of runs here and there. I think because uh, the hitting hasn't been great this season, but you could tell it's picking up now. Closer to the All Star break, I guess these bats are getting uh, more comfortable and catching up to the velocity. Because at first it was looking pretty bad. The first like tw- like month and a half of the season, the runs was hard to come by. Dudes were striking out left and right. It's like they didn't catch up to the pitching yet. So I think that the things are starting to even out. Uh, I got the NL winning a close one. I say the final score is National League seven, AL five. Damn, seven to five. So twelve of the last fourteen All Star games have gone eight under eight runs or less, and three of those have gone into extra innings, which is pretty interesting. Pitching is always excellent. I think we always look at the offense and we're like, hey, well, there's some boppers here, but I I think we often forget they're going against the best pitchers in baseball. Pitchers, don't let um. Uh, hater close. If he closes, we're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, that it might be a wrap, dude. He's he's definitely cold right now. He's going through one of those funks. I remember, I think it was a year ago, two years ago, where he went like he went like eight appearances, giving giving up multiple runs. It was like, damn, they figured hater out, but he went back to the old hater. But now he's looking like the hater. He's he can't look, he can't locate that fastball. They wrap. don't swing at the slider, and then they, they they just get something over the plate, and they just get mashed. Yep, it 
has not looked good. I mean, he's given up nine runs in his last two games, and that's as much as many runs he gave up all year, dude. Un, it's incredible. But I still think that the pitching is just too good. I like the under eight in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, it's Dodger Stadium. It's going to be evening. Ball isn't going to carry as much. You got Shane McClanahan starting. You got Kershaw. And then you obviously are coming back with, like, some – phenomenal pitchers dude like guys that are here for a reason right so yeah sandy plus you don't allow plus you don't allow guys to like see a guy twice in this game so you know they only pitch one or two innings max so i really like i really like the under here um is it juice to the over or juice to the under juice to the under minus 120 so you got to pay a little bit of vig on the under but i think eight is good if it were to drop to seven and a half i would play the over for sure, because that's just too close, or I would stay away. Yeah, it's probably going to stay at eight. Honestly, it's an all-star game, so they won't expect some type of runs to be scored. And, I mean, dude, look at who the National League is going to throw out there. Kershaw, Sandy Alcantara, Corbin Burns, Luis Castillo, Max Freed. I mean, I would lean the NL just because of that, because if you look at the starting pitching for the AL, I mean, they got McClanahan, Manoa, and then you got like Framber Valdez is good, Nestor Cortez is good, Verlander is good, Blackburn is, I mean, so so, Perez is so so. Hopefully Shohei will p- pitch, but I guess today he said that he's not going to make an appearance pitching, and I don't okay, think Garrett so Cole's going to pitch good. either because I think he pitched the uh, he pitched on Sunday, so I don't think he's going to pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to throw him out there, especially pitched Sunday. Uh, yeah, I just hope the NL could bring it home, man, because. We should have won last year, but <laughs> yeah, the AL usually dominates All Star games. They have like a crazy record, huh? Yeah, oh, that is crazy, especially when it was like when uh, who's the old commissioner who came up with the bright? Oh, it's only forty six, forty three, and two actually. But throughout my lifetime, I know the AL has the winning record because I remember them winning the All Star game. I remember one time they won it like eight, nine times in a row. Uh, um, they have won it the last one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight. A lot. They've won the last eight All Star games. The NL won the previous three, and then before that, the AL won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Before that, <laughs> thirteen in a row. That's and, crazy. and now they're on an eight game yeah. win streak. So they've won twenty one of the last twenty four All Star games. That's that's crazy. And then it's because the NL been having Barry Bonds as Albert Pujols. That's, that's crazy. But remember, the um, AL always what? had the DH. So, like, yeah, that true. league was always predicated around offense. Kidding. Um, who was the commissioner before the one we got now? Everybody hates. Um, Rob Manfred is now. Bud Selig, right? Yeah, he the one came up with the, oh, if you win the All-Star game, you get home, you get, um, home field advantage in the World Series. Yeah, I mean – I never really like loved that idea, but I do yeah, like making it a little bit meaningful. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But so at the, the one same that time, is like, tie. I, I think. Uh, hold on, what'd you say? Remember the All Star game that ended in a tie? And everybody was pissed off because they didn't have extra innings. It's <laughs> stupid, bro. Like, it's America. We don't have sports that ended ties, dude. This isn't soccer. Exactly. All right, but I think the the interesting thing that could happen is the. Extra inning um, home run derby now. Yeah. That could be so. dope, dude. Hopefully hopefully it goes to that. I was I was saying the same I was thinking the same thing, dude. <laughs> hopefully it goes Yeah, to I that. think you tried out your best three hitters, right? Yeah. Best All three. Right. 
best for you. So that means the NL will probably trot out Soto because he just won the home run derby. Alonzo, and then who will be third? Let me think about who will be third. Uh, for the NL? Yeah, for the Soto, NL. Soto, Alonzo, uh, Schwarber. Schwarber, is Goldie there? Goldie's there. I'll probably trot out Goldie, to be honest, because I do. He, he got light tower power. In the AL, well, they would have to be pick and choose because uh, Aaron Judge said he had never uh, participated in another home run derby in his career. So I don't know if he might do it if it went in the extra innings. Why not? Because remember, he said when he did, when he won in, I think he won in 2017, 2018, his rookie year, he said um, the All Star game did something to his shoulder or something. It messed up his shoulder. I think that's the reason why. I would have to look hard. yeah, he said he would never do another all-star game. I mean, another home run derby. I mean, it's true, bro. Taking that many swings, dude, in three mm-hmm. minutes is pretty crazy to think about. Dog. That's a lot of swings. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, uh, let's take a break real quick and then, um, like, two-minute break, and then we'll hop back in here. Copy. All right.
All right, we back. Thank you for hanging in there. Sorry, we had some, uh, been having technical issues all night. We're going to work through it, though. We've been working through it all night. We're going to keep working through it. We'll be back Wednesday. I promise everything will be 100% good to go for right, the so This is why review. when he won in 2017, he said that the home run derby was a big effect on him because it basically led to him getting arthroscopic surgery on his shoulder. And he played that whole second half with the injury and batted only 185. Damn, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so he said he's never doing a home run derby again unless, I don't know, maybe if the All-Star game was in New York, he'd probably do it. But they invited him last year and last year and this year, and he turned it down both times. Interesting. Very interesting. But if Juan Soto can do it, Aaron Judge can do it. Juan Soto's superhuman, dude. He's that kind of player. All right, so we we both like the NL tomorrow. Yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah, I like the NL. I like the under. Definitely think it goes under. I like the NL. I think it's going to be a a good game. That's that's really the only thing we can bet on, dude. I mean, what else are we going to bet on tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> billiards. We're going to bet on uh, a pool. I don't bet on sports I don't know, though, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. I don't even think you could bet on it. I don't think none of that shit is going on. Anyway, that was a joke. Um, Yeah, that's the only thing you could bet on tomorrow. Summer League's over. Too bad they don't let you bet on Drew League games. Dude, they don't. TBT's on. Um, Dude, Summer League, real quick, I do want to hit on it. Pretty disappointed in Summer League this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, you said it was pretty damn bad basketball. It was in, like, a lot of teams, like, uh, well, I mean, Shaden Sharp gets hurt. Dyson, um... Dyson Daniels gets hurt, the draft pick from the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. That shit fucking sucks. And then teams basically held guys out. Like Chet Holmgren didn't play the last two games. Paolo Bancaro didn't play his team's last three games. I mean, Jaden Ivey didn't play. And Keegan Keegan played all. He didn't play the last two either. Nah, Keegan played. Okay, cool. He played the whole thing. Um, it's just disappointing, man. Mm-hmm. You said the officiating was terrible. Yeah, red officials were trapped. Dude, it was it just wasn't good last this year. And like I went last who ended up winning who ended who ended up winning summer league? The Knicks. And what was their uh what was the I'm sorry the the Blazers. Sorry, the Blazers. The Blazers were forty to one, dude. Oh, so that was some pretty good money then. Yeah. I took the Pacers and then the Pacers didn't even play they played Chris Duarte one game. And then they they only played Benedict Mather in two games. They didn't even play him the second. Because if they won their fourth game, they would have been playing for the championship. Mm -hmm. But they didn't play anybody. They just said, said, screw it. They don't care. Yeah. But that's what Summer League is supposed to be for. It's supposed to be for developing your players. But it's like this year, teams weren't even, like, developing their own players. Like, a lot of these guys that are on their their Summer League rosters are guys that are going to play – in the G League. G League or overseas pros next year. Like they're not they don't have contracts by NBA teams unless they're a two way player. Yeah. So it's like what benefit did it did it give teams, you know what I mean? Actually none, because if you, like you said, all the players I needed to develop or the players that just drafted, you didn't see much of them. So you don't really know what you got. Now that you're going into training camp, of course the upper echelon lottery picks, you pretty well know what you're getting. You're getting a a player that has potential to be a very good player, borderline all-star, such and such. But, like, the evaluation period sucks for, like, the second-round picks, the undrafted players. So, 
they didn't really get a shot to show what they needed to show. Yep. Disappointed. And, uh, you know, next year's draft class is massive draft class, bro. So I hope that we don't see a similar trend. Because I know Summer League next year is going to be bonkers, dude. Because yeah, because oh boy is going to be in it, right? When Vinyama is going to be here and um, Scoot Henderson and a lot mm-hmm. of... Dude, this next draft is, is a special, special draft, dude. It, it should be... So I'm a little nervous because, I mean... The first two days of Summer League this year were crazy, bro, and I just died. <laughs> died, dude. Like when Lonzo got drafted, that Summer League, they said that one was pretty crazy. Yeah, Summer League's, uh, I mean, you've been out here for Summer League, yeah? Yeah, but I didn't get to go to none of the games, though. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the crowds were. I went to, I was there the later the year Lonzo got drafted, so. Okay, okay. I, I never went until last year, dude. So, obviously, it was 2021 coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, it was a lot. Not it wasn't packed at all when I was there, dude. It was like nice, and then this year when I went to the first couple of days, it was fucking crazy, bro. Like you could barely find a seat. So that means you gotta get you definitely got to get there early next year, dude. Because I'm definitely going to see one when y'all gonna play the first game. Dog. I don't give a fuck. Damn, I wonder who you gonna go to, oh, dude. Hopefully not Utah, bro. Please. Not <laughs> Just anyone but the Jazz, bro, please. Oh, man. Uh, would OKC draft him, even though they got Chet and O'Boy already? Hell yeah. Bro, that'd be the most dumb pairing, bro. Like, Yeah, yeah. Would. No, it would be great. Uh, dumb by great. Yeah. I mean, like, you got two seven-footers that can play like guards and protect the rim. Like, it would yeah, be historical floor. basketball, dude. I don't know. A lot of people say he might go to the Spurs. I mean, that'd be dope too. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't want the Jazz. But I don't give a fuck. Yeah, where yeah, he goes yeah. Except yeah, for the yeah I don't want to go to Jazz or I don't want to go to the Celtics. <laughs> well, the Celtics don't have a chance. So, unless no, like, you know, they still got all those picks and they own other people's picks and stuff. Nah, not right now. They gave oh, they yeah. they traded their first rounder to uh, San Antonio for that Derek White trade. That was this okay. year. So they don't got no more uh, New Jersey picks. No. All right, cool. The cool. Nets own uh, the Rockets own all the Nets picks now for James Harden oh, trade. Damn, so he might end up on them sorry ass Rockets too, then, huh? Nah, I don't think the Nets will be that bad. I think KD's gonna play there this year. They're yeah, I know, but playoffs. I'm saying the Rockets gonna be terrible. They might have a shot at them. <sighs> That's a good point, dude. That's I wouldn't want him to go there either because that team is gonna be a mess, bro. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, for I guess they, I know they probably gonna have like a 76ers rebuild before they got in B. And they have a lot of like individual type players do like I, I love kevin porter jr bro i want you know i'm a usc guy you know that yeah, yeah he kind of remind me of brandon jennings a little bit but he's uh <laughs> even brandon much jennings better passer. Was, like, much better play yeah, than he was he he can't make he's not a good passer dude so and Jalen green isn't either it's mm-hmm. both two guys that are looking to get their shots off and jabari smith dude like he it's summer league bro i'm not gonna put a ton of weight into it but Dude, he didn't, didn't look good at all. <laughs> they need a. I mean, they need a point guard bad, 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 bro. They should have taken Jaden Ivy. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting though. I hope Wemby Yama doesn't go there though. <laughs> that could be a black hole, dude. Go to the Lakers. That's where you need to go. Fuck no. Trade AD and LeBron and get it. Just tank. Yeah, tanking. But the Pelicans on your pick. I know what I'm saying we go trade them and get and get some good picks. 
Trade AD back to the Pelicans for the Lakers picks. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to take them back. They got uh, – man, I hope Zion can stay healthy, man. But well, we all know what's his name. Ingram is a dog. But if Zion can stay healthy, they it's did nice push the Suns to six games. It's a nice squad if Zion can stay healthy, bro. Mm-hmm. He has to stay healthy. That's a big, big if right now. Yeah, stay healthy and lose in the first round again. <laughs> It could happen depending on who they play. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Obviously, we don't have anything to really put best bets on. I'm I'm guessing our best bet is NL to win and Irv likes the over. I like the under. Now, the more you talk about it, I think I'm going to go with the under, too. Yeah, I think the under. Unless you just have some off the the regular regular home runs in an all-star game, I think it's going to be an under. I agree, man. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Irvin and I will be back on Wednesday night. We will be breaking down the ACC week three of our college football preview. You're definitely going to want to tap into that. Will Clemson win the ACC? Will NC State upset them? Miami. Miami. Uh, they're coming up. Mario Crystal Ball. What do they look does, like? It'll be. Does a- FSU take a big step forward this year? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday. Ben and I will be back tomorrow to recap the All Star game, and uh, we'll figure out something else to talk about uh, other than that. Because Wednesday we got absolutely nada on the sports. Maybe there's some SB bets we can make, dude. Who knows? Hopefully. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the All-Star game. Enjoy the second half of Major League Baseball. We will definitely be back to talk about that. See you all later.